Look at that. That's just silence. It's a nice podcasting environment you've got here, Matt. Well, thank you. Thank you. And welcome uh, to the show. Hi. This is the show. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Mm -hmm. I've got the week off. Mm. As I believe you do, I do this uh-huh. week and next week. So it's a it's a it's a laid back recording episode. For I agree. Us. Yeah, um, we got the lava lamp on. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, uh, yeah. Don't go any farther with that. People are gonna think that's weird. Uh, lava why is, lamp. Why is, why is that weird? Your adorable dog. That's my wife's. Your dog. partner's adorable dog. Your smelly cat. <laughs> that's my wife's cat. <laughs> <laughs> No animals of yours whatsoever. Yeah. Fine, fine. <laughs> no, I have no animals here. Yeah, little note on the uh, the thing about me calling my my spouse my partner. I just want to. I just popped into my mind. I do that too. Is this a thing? What? Well, okay. You Does remember? She not like it? No, no, no. She she likes it fine. And but I I have had feedback from listeners. If you remember way back, not a, not every listener approves of that. Uh, that editorial uh, decision. Nomenclature? Nomenclature. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've had people say that, um, I know one friend in particular said that he felt like it kind of devalues her, like it doesn't put the relationship at its proper um, hierarchical level, and I, I you know, and I, I disagree, um, you know, because when you're talking about a partner, like, that's, you know, you know you're talking about... A partnership of equals who are trying to do something hard, huh. which is which yeah. is live no, I, together, yeah, sure. which is hard. Um, but anyway, I'm just saying I've had some pushback. Wow. But um, but I've always been uh, of the opinion that uh, that 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 was a, a an interesting choice to make, and I, I think I talked about this on the show. I might be repeating myself, but I uh, I. Took the idea from a professor of mine in my master's program, you know, a couple years ago or a year and a half ago, uh, who was always referred to her partner, and she was she was kind of a you know she had kind of a sporty look about her if you know what I mean, and I just assumed she was gay. Uh, because and then that is incredibly ping pong, Matt. Well, I can't, I can't believe you would say that because because she had a sporty look. Yes. I, I mean, if you... I, I'm just saying... Uh, does she wear sensible shoes? Yes. She drives a Subaru? Yes. What else do you need to say about... Yeah, she actually did have a Subaru. <laughs> she did. She did. She had a non-turbo and pretzel. Uh. And, um, and I really liked her and uh, the way she would talk personally about, about her life and relating it to the work we were doing. Uh, so anyway, I just, I just assumed she was gay. And then one day she was talking about her... You know, then I think she, I think she said boyfriend, or or she said my partner, and he did blah blah blah, and I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, weird. It just and it and then I, it occurred to me like, I mean, what what must it be like to have everyone assume that you're not who you are? You know, like she made that choice deliberately. Because she didn't want us to all be so comfortable in our assumptions. Um, because there are some people who, for whom the default society's default assumption uh, cuts against who they are down at their core, you know, and they must always feel slightly 
rejected or feel slightly like they have to explain, you know, like they have that extra step to take. And I thought, huh, that's an interesting stand she's taking by <laughs> by just flipping that script uh, on you know on the assumptions of her audience. And so I started doing that, and that's why I do it. Well, you know, I have a a friend and a coworker who refers to his. Uh, in this case, heterosexual partner um, in that way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, life partner, partner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he kind of did it jokingly. They're they're not married. They're both very against those, you know, conventional, conservative, what have you. Yeah. Not that, not that any of that matters. But I always viewed it as uh, a slight extension of, um, I was going to say, our insistence on... Um, anonymity for our listeners and yeah. sometimes ourselves which is really was really my idea the whole time I'm yes. gonna, I'll, own, I'll own that right you were you were alarmed the first time I said your name on yes the show. oh it made me wince I winced so hard <laughs> so yeah it was it was a an extension of the silly uh, yeah. anonymity I insist on on the yeah. show you know uh, that we like, not even reveal yeah won't even reveal the polarity of our, <laughs> uh, you know, domestic situation. Like that's that's how that's mm-hmm. how general we need to leave things. Oh, I so like that. I'm a little sad that that somebody took offense to that. I, I never thought I think that offense uh, is too strong. I okay. mean, it's not like it was a. It's not like like he was mad about it. But we had a are conversation, they, and we just we we couldn't. Uh, you know, are they I tried, at odds. Yeah, he's at odds. He's at odds. Okay. At, uh, at uh, sixes and nines, I. I <laughs> I, I tried to express w- what I, you know, I don't think I explained it very well just now either, but I, I tried to uh, explain what I, you know, the reason I was making that editorial choice, and he just, you know, didn't just disagree, which is fine. But w- the, what I was just thinking of was that uh, just last week, my, um, I, I, I had some students stay after school for a tutoring session, and uh, it was a really great session. It was one of those where we're we're all we're having a lot of fun. We're doing hard problems. They're suggesting problems. You know that sort of thing. Wow, nice. When it's, when it's really going well. And uh, one of the girls said, uh, "You know, Mister Matt." That's not what she said, but I think my last name is still uh, yes. still still coded on the show. I think that's fair. I don't okay. think any listeners <laughs> can. Uh, can to have odds, odds uh, with that. Anyway, uh, she said, "You know, Mr. Teacher, there was a rumor about you because I said something about I don't know if I mentioned my wife or or if I said my partner, but she said there was a rumor about you because you always say your spouse or your partner. There was a rumor that you were gay and that you had a male partner." And I said, "Really?" I like and that made me happy. I was like, "That's awesome." Okay. Uh, I want to back us up a little bit on the derail, mm-hmm. which we're on. Mm-hmm. Uh, was this listener? This is a listener. Otherwise, or is it just someone you know socially, and you refer to your partner as your partner, and they took it odds to that? No, it was a listener. Uh, yes, a listener. Okay. Uh, was it partner? Or spouse, it was, nomenclature. It was partner to which okay. he objected. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. Okay. I don't think there's anything there. I just wanted to okay. clarify. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, anyway, then I, I when when my student told me this last week, I was like, oh, that's so interesting. And it made me smile. <laughs> and I said, and I, I said to her and to the other, I mean, there were only like um, six or seven kids there. But I said, you know, I, I do that deliberately because... 
you know, I because I just want to challenge assumptions. You know, I want people to think about their assumptions. Yeah. Well, that's what it is, really. I just want people to think about their assumptions and to not to not automatically make assumptions that make, let's say, roughly 10% of the population feel otherized, if you know what I mean. Otherized. Uh, I, I, Trademark. I, I'm super... A-L-Y-T, Matt. I'm super sad I just said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, you know, but, it's kind of douchey, but it's not that bad. I know what you mean. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, no, that's uh, that's interesting. I, I like that. Um, and, you know, that's kind of what you appreciated from your professor. Right. Um, and I know... Uh, at a, a a much earlier point, kind of when you first started teaching, mm-hmm. you delighted in uh, the uh, the ethnicity that some of the students assumed your partner must be. That's right. I've forgotten all about that. They uh, she, they all thought I had a black girlfriend. Right. Oh, she put that thing on you. <laughs> I know she put that thing on you. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, they were uh, so inappropriate. You might should cut that out. I don't know, but no, it's funny. yeah. So you have you've gone you've <laughs> gone down this road a little bit in the past. So this doesn't really surprise me. Yeah, but uh, I like to rock the rainbow coffee mug at work. Sure, sure. And and I have a big gay umbrella. Hey, my partner. I've witnessed my partner get free coffee at the Starbucks for wearing the Be Glad hoodie. Be glad. The. Well, no, oh, glad is in it. It wasn't be glad. It was the uh, the like um, the bisexual, gay, whatever alliance yeah. at at Tech, yeah. where she used to teach. Yeah, um, she had she had on that sweatshirt, and somebody just said, "Hey, I'd like to buy you some coffee." <laughs> there you go. So you know, who knows what assumption they were making? But at least yeah. there was free coffee involved in that assumption. <laughs> I guess not. Not all assumptions in so happily. No. No. It's just, uh, God. It's just, if you think about all the ways we can be wrong, you know, without even trying. Just about infinitely ways to be wrong. I know. Yeah. I think that's what this uh, show is going to be about. The infinite ways to be wrong? Yeah. Yeah, our, our tentative topic suggestion pretty much suggests that as well. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. That's a tease. We may get there. They call it a tease. The long tease. Now... Okay, do we want to do we want to get right into this uh, audio feedback? It's big. It's, it's big. huge. That's okay. But we should do it. We, we should address it because Okay, so uh, LSB Esquire, uh, that's Lady, Lady Sportsball. Lady Sportsball Esquire was meant to be the first call-in uh, guest. And she Technically, o- hair-splittingly was. was. Almost was. Well, we, it just didn't make it to air. None of that's on the... No, we couldn't get her on air. We yeah. couldn't get her recorded in any way. In any way. <laughs> <laughs> Full stop. So, uh, yeah. she uh, she did... Uh, well, why, why, am I, why am I talking about it? I'll just play it. She gave us uh, some audio feedback, which is here. And if this doesn't come out, then Matt will figure out how else to do it. Um, because the crawling didn't work so well, I thought I'd leave you a voice memo, which other podcasts sometimes do when uh, they instruct you to leave voice memos and then email them. So I hope this works out. Um, I thought you guys did a great show, considering it was your first. Well, thank and, you. You know, technology stinks sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, my ever patient partner rages at technology when it doesn't work as it's programmed to do. Tell him to call me. And I'm called on to be the patient one, which is not how I normally am. So it's kind of funny when I'm having to trouble to shoot things that I 
barely understand myself. Uh, but I've got all the technology in my house working, so maybe next time you have a call-in show, I can call in on a telephone or via the internet at some point. Um, Jody, congratulations on the big, the the two boys. Thank uh, you, lady. I have one who is going to turn three in a couple weeks, and it has definitely been an adventure. Uh, I don't understand how all his little parts work, uh, so I've handed that part off to, to my, my wonderful better half. But other than that, um, boys are, are little humans, like girls are little humans, so boy humans and girl humans are, can be treated pretty much the same. I'm sure you'll do a fine job raising them, because you are also a human, and you were raised to be one, and... You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. They will eat, and they will grow, and they will challenge you in ways that you never thought possible. Yay. Um, I, Matt, I'm excited that you're excited about the space program, because I remember being in elementary school with you and watching shuttle launches. And that was so much fun, because it got all of us excited about space, just like our teachers, you know, many moons ago watched the the original uh, rocket launches that sent people to the moon, or at least heard about it from their parents. And to have a new generation of kids that may get excited about space travel is very important. Um, I actually missed the call-in show because I was taking my daughter to the Edison Winter Estates computer programming camp where she is she learned more in two hours about computer programming than i did in several years of taking college level courses yes yes so So she's programming things uh programming little widgets to do things on the computer screen and it's amazing and she's only six so technology is awesome and even if it doesn't work i'm very excited that things are moving we were reading something on the internet, proof that we live in the future, it was a picture of a little micro disc with, that had a 128 meg in 2004, and it was the same size micro disc that had 128 gig in 2014. That's so awesome. Uh, thoughts about running? I once ran. It was nice. I ran a whole 5K. I'm jealous of you people that have the fortitude to run. I would much rather swim Uh, for miles and miles and miles uh, than run anywhere because running hurts my knees and it's boring. Even when I have my head plugged into my phone and listening to podcasts or music or stuff, or when I'm running with zombies, uh, which is an excellent program for people who don't like running. It's just boring and long. So, congratulations to all of you who can actually get out there and do it. Um, I need to get off of my butt and go do that at some point again. And um, you guys are doing an excellent show. I think you should keep it up. Even when the the tiny, tiny little mini Jodies come out and join the world, uh, there's always some time to to get together and do some podcasting. I loved your sausage-making episode 
because I listen to podcasts all the flipping time. I drive up and down the state south of Orlando to Miami and back again all the time. So all I'm doing, it seems like, especially this week, which is the week of December 15th, is driving around the state of Florida on our wonderful interstate system, listening to podcasts and now commenting on them. So, you know, keep it up. I love listening to how a podcast is made because I have aspirations to do one at some point in my life. Of course, I also have aspirations to do things like uh, learn to fly a plane, finally, or mm-hmm. paint a picture, or read a freaking book um, <laughs> that I might get to someday. <laughs> so, uh, next call-in show, I'll definitely be there. I even installed Skype on this brand new fangled iPhone 6 thing majigger that I bought. Um, and maybe I'll figure out how to use it before then, or I can call a phone number. I definitely know how to do that. And I would love to be your resident legal expert, yes, free sir. legal expert, because sir. I am not going to be liable for any advice that I give. No. Um, but Triple I star. can bullshit with the best of them, because that's what I do every day. Okay, bye. Talk to you guys later. So there you go. Almost real-time audio feedback. That's, yeah, that's so, how it's done, listeners. No one has ever done that before. No one's um, ever tried that before. So we know yeah. she is actually a podcast listener. Yeah. Because we've never asked for feedback in that way. In audio format. In the audio format. And she just wow. sent, sent it in yeah. to alyt.show at gmail.com. Yeah, she like upgraded the feedback. Yes, absolutely. She took us into a new, uh, it's a new era. A new epoch. <laughs> as as Carl Sagan says, I would say epoch. I do. I say it epoch too. But epoch. you made me listen to it earlier. All epochs and meridians. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so link and show notes to the short film Wanderers. But anyway, what was she talking about with the sausage? So uh, the sausage. <laughs> um, the only thing that sausage episode <laughs> that Matt and I can come up with is, I mean, I guess we've we've talked about you know the inside baseball of 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 how we put the show out occasionally on the show, but uh, along with episode fifty, we put out um, a couple of new posts uh, to celebrate. One of which was you know an incredibly detailed post on what goes into. Putting this show out. I think I, I wrote that mostly while my kids were taking the SAT, so I had like a whole down day. That work. explains <laughs> the length. Okay, all right, good. It takes about four hours to take the SAT. <laughs> anyway, um, so I, I'm guessing that's what she's talking about, but she yeah. definitely said listening to yeah. how you make the show. Well, maybe she uses a uh, page reader. Could be. She could have the robots reading it to her. Maybe the robot read her. That our, post our page. is long enough that I want a robot to read it to <laughs> me too, because I had to help edit that thing, and it's it's really long. Well, okay, um, so it, it's anybody... it's good stuff. Uh, and I'm if to be clear, if you checked in with episode fifty, I'm hope I hope you looked at it. I hope you enjoyed it, but I really tried to make it shorter. It does have good information in it. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Um, you know, I wanted to cut it down, but I, I just couldn't. It was made with too much love. Yeah, I tried, I tried or, to be clear. Or boredom. Well, I don't know. I mean, I... I everyone's, everybody wants to be a podcaster these days. 
That's why you're going to make apps for them. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh wait, we weren't going to talk about no, that. No, we were not supposed to talk about that. Um, but we could we could talk about um, that, that guy, Bloomberg, a little bit. Which guy? The that m- guy, Bloomberg. The mayor? With Startup. No, not Mayor Bloomberg. Oh, uh, Alex, Alex Bloomberg. Alex Bloomberg of Startup. So, yeah. Our, I listened to the Mistakes episode. Uh-huh. Was, which was good. That was pretty, pretty um, interesting. But uh, I actually had this in notes People for... People so mad. I had this in notes for episode 50, but we skipped it because it really didn't belong in 50. Um, but some of our podcast heroes, mm-hmm. Dan Benjamin and Leo Laporte, mm-hmm. are heavily rolling their their eyeballs at this because all of a sudden some dude from NPR decides to make a podcast and, oh, all the media says, look, there's a podcast renaissance. Yeah. And they're like... On serial. Yeah. We've been doing this for 10 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we've I, been here. I can understand that, I yeah. suppose. Um, so, you know, it's a little bit sour grapes. Hell, I mean, even, we, <laughs> even yeah. we've been doing this longer yeah. than Alex Bloomberg. Yeah. Come on, Bloomberg. Give it the times, buddy. <laughs> you know, we've stuck it to the flop house. We can stick it to you, Bloomberg. That's right. Although his sound quality is excellent. <sighs> so good. I bet they have really good stuff. Yeah, well, you know, he stole, like, the music writers and, and producer people from freaking TL. From this the show, This American Life, yeah. yeah. Like, those stupid names they read at the end of the show, they're the same at yeah. the, <laughs> at the end of this podcast. I knew yeah. they sounded familiar. And yeah. you know what? You know, Ira Glass, so just talking about the radio genius Ira Glass, host of This American Life, as everyone knows, uh, I listen all the way through the credits of every episode to This, Amer- the this American Life uh, podcast because he does that one gag way late in the credits where he takes a piece of audio from the episode I don't and, even know what you're talking and about and uses yeah. it to make fun slight you know in in good fun make fun of his uh, like executive producer do you know what I'm talking you don't know what I'm talking about just a little no gag idea. at the end of every this american life and I listen for the gag all the way through wow. the 90 seconds of credits you're dedicated to get to that gag so that's that's genius, you know. That's how you get somebody to listen to the credits. You there's a little Easter egg for those who yeah, that's true. You know, and, and now it's habituated. So like, I would never, I would never consider like there are plenty of other shows. I stop as soon as I know the contents over and don't listen to the the rollout music or I don't listen to the the credits. There are other shows where you know Radiolab, for example. There's there's a bunch of roll in stuff with ads and I skip all of that and that show's way too tight for Easter eggs. Are you telling me they put Easter eggs in that show? No, there's no Easter eggs. That's what I'm saying. I don't listen to their credits. Uh, but I do for uh, it's, this too, American life. it's too tight. Hmm. But but everyone should always listen to at least you're trying till the very end. Oh yeah. Because we have wonderful rollout sessions. <laughs> wonderful. What was oh yeah, that's right. Okay. I always forget. I never, I never listen back to the shows after I edit them. Maybe I should. Maybe you well, should. You know what? No, I'm going to wait till I'm old. <laughs> when, when I'm old... When you're retired, you're going to listen to the show? I'm going to listen back to all the episodes. Think about that. In like in like 30 years... I, I honestly have thought about uh, my twin boys. I still struggle saying that. Oh, boy. My twin boys finding my show. When are they? When are they, When are they going to find the show? When's when are the they right, going to hear? When are they going to hear these words? When's the right time? Am I going to tell them? Am I not going to tell them? Hmm. Well, you're not going to tell them right away because they'll be babies. Yes. They won't even have iPods. This is true. <laughs> I will resist putting the ear. 
I will resist putting the earbuds in their ears for at least six months. I won't make okay. them listen, <laughs> listen to podcasts for at least six months, I swear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, who, will they care? Will they want to listen? Will they not want to listen? I don't know. There will, there will come a time where they will want to listen. Well, I, the more interesting experiment is, uh, will they want to listen at the same time? Will that time come at different times in their lives for the two of them? And the, the, the likely answer is yes. Huh. That yeah. they, they will probably individually decide yeah. to listen well, to I've your catalog. It, I've said it once. I'll say it again. The potential for science with twins is almost immeasurable. I mean, yeah, but they're not identical. They could be. Well, don't we know. don't know. We don't. We don't know yet. Okay. If they are identical, it's even better. Oh yeah. Well, that's <laughs> where the real science is. I mean, because unless you're a twin, literally no one in the universe has your DNA. Uh huh. Uh huh. But I mean, oh. You know, okay, I, I, read so a thing, let, I read a thing about how it's easy to overstate uh, the conclusions that can be drawn from twin studies. Like, sometimes people get a little too excited about what you can say from twin studies, but I, I love twin studies. Uh, okay. I, just, I just love them. <sighs> I thought you were going to get down in the rabbit hole of the awful studies from the 50s or whatever. No. Oh, but rabbit hole. Give me 30 seconds for this rabbit hole. So, the, uh, the other... <laughs> last week... Uh, the, all right, this anti-gay group in some some middle America state was putting up billboards, and the th- they're they're at one of these gay conversions. Like we can we can make you one gay because of Jesus. They're one of these groups. Okay. And uh, they put up these they put up a billboard, and it showed two shots of it, it showed two men on opposite sides of the billboard, and, and it said identical twins. And said, uh, "This one is gay, and this one is not gay." Oh, that's terrible! And then, and then, it's the main text was, "No one is born gay," and that was the the thrust of the billboard. Okay, so turns out that the the man not only was the man on the billboard not a twin; it was two different pictures of the same man. They flipped the picture. Yeah, they did. It was two different pictures of the same man from like from a a, a shoot he had done. From, he was this South African dude who had done this shoot 10 years ago and, you know, in order to get a reduced rate or whatever, had released control of the pictures so they could be used in advertising okay. or whatever. And he had nothing, no connection whatsoever. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but here's my favorite part. Not only is he not a twin, he's openly gay. <laughs> and, like, pretty jazzed about it. So, All like, right. when people got in touch with him and he's doing radio interviews, it's like... Yeah, I've been like out and gay and happy my whole life. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Never even been to Alabama. Uh, man, I, I think it was like Kansas or oh, okay. Oklahoma. I think it was Middle America, not not the Deep South. Okay, flyover states. Yeah, <laughs> had not heard that. Mm. Episode fifty. Mm-hmm. Not the runaway success we'd hoped for. It was fine, but it was fine. It's better than I thought. Better than we thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got to take a couple calls. Yeah. Um, you know, it it turns out we accidentally isolated some of our best listeners. Um, just, you know, by scheduling, what have you. Yeah. Just bad luck, really. Um, so TCL could not call in. He, he was at work, but uh, yeah. he, he was peeking in on us a little bit. And apparently he's one of the nine or so people who watched the entire... YouTube video. Yeah, we're clocking clocking those views. We're up to nine. Well, it was a week. Ago. It was like a week ago when I looked. It could be ten. <laughs> Pull that up. Pull up the big board, Matt. 
it doesn't Jeez. matter. I'm also one of those people who watched it. Yes, I watched my own show. I didn't watch it. Uh, For the record, I did not watch it's it. It's okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he he liked it. He uh, Here we go. Survey 17 says, views. 17. 17 people have watched this. Show me 17 viewers. Hmm. So, we would like to hear back from all 17 of you, please. <laughs> Uh, we have well, but one of them's you. One of them's me. Uh, I, one of them's my wife. One of them? My partner, she watched at least... Yeah, yeah. She said about half, but then she listened to the show again on audio, which made me feel good. I was like, wow. I did both, uh, you know. Well, you did, but I didn't. Uh, yeah, that's fine. But it made me... I, I don't know. I felt kind of warm and fuzzy that, so, that my partner did. Um, where did the notes go? What did TCL say? He oh, said yeah. it was a feast for the senses. A feast for the senses. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, so that you know, both his eyes and ears were entertained. We are happy to put out synesthesia for our canonical listener. I don't think that's is that not what that means. That's not what that means. Oh, that's too bad. Um, your wife, your partner, your <laughs> spouse. I'm just, you know don't want to be My. normative here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she pointed out that Mr. Pieces sounds like John Roderick. Which was interesting. I did not get that at all. See, I didn't either. Yeah. Okay, so I think... So I was thinking about that. I think you and I have spent way too many hours with John Roderick. Uh, you know, auditorially. Yeah, that's true. We're uh, very, and, and very close to him in an, in an audio <laughs> audio sense. Um, and uh, whereas, whereas my wife has heard... Because uh, I made her listen to a couple of Roderick on the Line shows. Oh, like, that's funny. We we listened to the I don't know I don't remember why but I made her listen to the Big City Apology episode <laughs> when we were driving back from Orlando one time I love that phrase <laughs> yeah and uh, so but after she said that I thought yeah you know what kind of a little bit the the baritone note in his voice does sound like our friend John Roderick our podcast hero John Roderick. Uh, thought, thought leader, thought leader, public uh, intellectual, public intellectual, uh, rock and roll star, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. OC soundtrack pioneer. What? He was on the OC soundtrack. <laughs> Long winners. As far as, as far as I know, that's the only thing paying the bills at this point. Apart, <laughs> apart, apart from <laughs> apart from threes and uh, well, what cards the, against humanity on the podcast. Uh, what right about now? the spoken word uh, shows he does that oh, apparently he, sell out? He in can't minutes. be making any money off of those. I don't a, believe those for a second. He says they sell out immediately. Uh, tickets go for like eight dollars a head. Okay, even if it's so. only fifty people, it's uh, right. several dollars. Okay, I don't know. Anyway, no judging. Hey, no. They've, they've got a way better podcast than we do. It's not a big deal. Wow, um, it is pretty good. It's a good show. Roderick on the line. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Pieces, check it out. If you still have room for more audio... Um, Don't go telling him about that. I think he'd like it. Yeah, but it might be better than our show. It might replace our show in his lineup. I don't think so. He can't have the direct... That's the true. Direct drive feedback on some stranger show. Yeah. John and Merlin are probably not going to talk about Mr. Pieces mm. as often as we do. No. Right. Certainly not. They're definitely not going to have him on the show. We had him on the show. That's true. He was like he was like a third of the episode. He was the show. <laughs> oh boy. Sorry, I didn't mean to get all Seinfeld there on everybody. All right. So, all right. Um, episode fifty. That was the thing. Okay. Uh, now, my partner said that she had Big Blue Social Network contact with someone from the scene that you might remember. She networking for us. I guess. 
Uh, we we picked up some likes in the last week. I think that, I think some of that is due, due to her. Actually, so are we over fifty now? Yeah, we're at sixty something. Ooh, like like low to mid sixties. <laughs> Facebook is constantly asking me to spend money to get more likes. By yes, the, by the way, yes, Facebook wants Matt to pay money to bug. All of you listeners. But he's not going to do it. I'm not going to do, do it. it. We're yeah. not about that here. No, that's not what we do. No, we bug you organically. Yes. But, but uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, of course, I'm talking about the senator. We all know the senator. Right. We all hope to know the senator. That's right. So, uh, I've had exactly one conversation with the senator in my life. But... I've had zero. But I know exactly who he is. <laughs> uh... You know, maybe he could he could become a listener. I think that would be great. He's a local celebrity. He is. He is. I think um, I think a lot of our listening audience will already know who the senator is. Probably. If they've been around Tampa for yeah. any amount of time. If you need a little context, two words. The castle. Now you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. The senator. What's up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it'd be cool to get, like, we could get this. We could have a call in with the senator. We get. I mean, now that we've that could be fun. Uh, now, now that we now that we've got all the tech sorted out for the yeah. call in, come on, like, that'd be pretty easy. We could do a call we in anyway. Yeah, we could go back to our talks about the Dalai Lama. I mean, maybe it's time we try it again for the first time to get the Dalai Lama. You're right. You're completely right. Because we wrote that off. Like, well, we don't know how to do a call. Okay. Well, right. now we do. You know, and if we can't get the Lama, we'll settle for Ram Dass. You know, he's going to be the last one. He says he's the last Lama. Well, he's saying that. That because the uh, last Ramdas. Well, he's saying that he might be the. This is this is officially the weirdest uh, argument in the world. Um, he said that because of China's repression, because Tibet isn't free, that the Dalai Lama may not reincarnate this time around. That sounds like some awful sour grapes and guilt trip action. Happening. Well, you know what China said in response? Prove it. No. <laughs> That's what I would have said. <laughs> uh, but no, what China said is that um, the Dalai Lama doesn't get to choose whether or not he can reincarnate. He has to reincarnate. Hmm. So, like, they're in a pissing contest oh about the gosh. weirdest... It's the weirdest pissing match in the world. About They're saying he doesn't have the right to choose not to reincarnate. That's pretty... Yeah. That's the official China lie. Wow. That's pretty weird, right? That is weird. This is like... We're talking about governments having... <laughs> it's like children arguing in a playground. It's ridiculous. Yeah, not... No, not, you not don't get to choose. Infinity. Times infinity doesn't mean anything. You don't get to choose if you reincarnate. Mr. Long. Plus, I was on base. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. He's probably not going to do this show now. We'll cut that out. Uh, yeah, totally cut that out because... Uh, yeah. We want to get him. We want to get him. We need to land him. I'm not saying at all. Grace, to, to be Grace, <laughs> get the Dalai Lama. To be clear, I'm not saying that his concerns over human rights are, are trivial. Uh, quite the opposite. Um, it's the argument over reincarnation that I find kind of funny. We're all entitled to our views on reincarnation. Yes. So, I guess. Uh, what else we got going Senator on? Senator and the Dalai Lama are definitely going on. That could be the title. It's like a buddy comedy waiting to happen in the center of the Dalai Lama. Well, uh, Grace, also call Seth Rogen and James Franco, please. Thank you. Okay. Uh, mm. Should we be the only podcast not to talk about that? Yeah, we're not talking about that. Okay. It's as close as I'm getting to that. All right. Uh, more, more interestingly, 
Go ahead. You have a, some kind of a job thing happening. Oh, can yeah. You talk, can you talk about this? I can in talk as, about In as much as you can say? I can talk about this. Okay, so because our fair county, uh, for whom I work, uh, because they took on the, this project for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, in addition to getting like the $300 million or whatever, uh, they also uh, agreed to adopt this 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 really complicated uh, evaluation and coaching scheme for, so the, for the teachers. St- the strings on that money are still tugging at the oh, district. Yes. Oh, okay, yes. Right. yes. Well, and the money's still coming, so... Oh, well. Yeah. Which we we appreciate, Bill and Melinda, just Bill, for the record. Bill just doesn't cut one big check like a, like you won a golf tournament and you get the big giant I, thing? I, I don't think so, no. no. Okay. Um, in, in this case, uh, representatives from the foundation who are, are working off of, you know, this is... What the best evidence suggests should be done to try to improve teaching. Yeah, don't look at that. Don't look at that. Oh, the cat is so slobbery. I'm sorry, listeners. I just derailed the show. Oh, God. Why? Okay, go back to the school district. Anyways. um, Yeah, so uh, they revamped the evaluation scheme, and there's this coaching scheme, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, pay is tied to performance, but not in not in the sort of dumb and blind way it used to be. Now it's uh, it's all based on data and evaluation. And... So it's certainly sounding like they could use a skeptical person with a statistical background to help them measure all this stuff. Matt. Someone perhaps with a degree someone, in someone. Uh, measurement uh, in education, maybe educational measurement research and evaluation. That does kind of seem really? like my thing, but. Uh, so there's sounds, a sounds there's, right up your alley. there's a position there's a position that's open uh, for which I am extremely qualified. You're right, um, and I apply it. And this is like uh, I've been meaning to apply for this for a while because like they do these application windows. Oh boy, I've let like three of them go by. How long are we talking about here, Matt? I don't, I don't. I mean, this is embarrassing. I'm not. Uh, I won't make you say it if you don't want to on the show. But well, let's say three windows have gone by. Three windows, and I've just let them slide on by. You heard it, listeners, from the skeptic himself. Three arbitrary units of time have expired. You're just mad because I used the word arbitrary in that email. We'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> um, but yes, I you know this is since since being granted my degree, which makes me ideally qualified. Uh, yeah, three windows have gone by. Well, so here's the thing: the application thing is a, a thing on a website that you do and you fill it out. Uh, but it has there are four essay questions, and the essay questions are I, I don't want to say that they're dumb. They're not dumb, but they're just. You know, you know how these things are. These essay questions—they beg for procrastination. Exactly. That's what I really mean. They yes. beg for pro- procrastination. So, like one time, a couple windows ago, or like maybe one window ago, <laughs> one window ago, I I printed out the questions and I started scribbling notes, and I was like, many, I'm going to go back. Many many windows ago, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to I'm going to go back in on Monday, and. I'm going to pound the keys and I'm going to ship this thing. And I actually make the clickety noise. Yeah. And I started making the clickety noise, and I wrote uh, answers to three of the four, and then didn't ship it. Oh, no. But this time, and this time, I didn't even look at that old document. I started fresh. Good. That's uh, probably good. Even though the questions were the same. Uh, um, I started fresh, and made the clackety noise, and 
and I shipped it on time. And I got really good res- uh, recommendations, uh, references, whatever you want to call them. And I know they called my, my references because they talked to me about Ooh. it. And they scheduled an interview. So uh, this it's, is, I think this is good. This sounds good. It's the Tuesday after returning from holiday break. So, And it's while I'm supposed to be at work. Of course. But that's not... A, I mean, you know, somebody else can watch those kids. You get a sub, right? No, I'll just pawn them off on one of my colleagues. Are you serious? Yeah. You just send them to the library? No, I didn't... Well, yeah. <laughs> Go to the I, media center, kids. I, I can do that, too. <laughs> no, the media specialist, she doesn't like that. But the... Um, no, we cover for each other in the department all the time. You know, if somebody just needs to be gone at the end of the day, it's pretty frequent. All right, because if you're a teacher... You you know that you have a little bit of flexibility. Uh, you need to get to a doctor around two o'clock. No big deal. Okay. You okay. just you just have to you just have to get somebody to cover your last class or your last two classes. In my case, so it's not it's not a big deal. We cover for each other all the time. Gotcha. That's cool though. That that sounds. I mean, you know, if nothing comes of it, yeah, who cares? Uh, it's a good thing you've done. I'm a little bit unsure what I'm going to say in the interview. Because I imagine there'll be questions around uh, why I'm interested in this position. And I probably shouldn't say that what I really want to do is spend less time with kids. <laughs> no. Although that's, that's basically the truth. You know, I have a better idea. I think I should take this interview for you. Hmm. Yeah. And then I could let them know that, look, you know... Um, I've put in my time with He's the kids. put in his time with the kids. I've plenty of FaceTime with kids. And Matt just doesn't scale well in this manner. Uh, I think you need to put him in a more statistical capacity. Yeah. Um, he's trained for this. That's right. You know, he's... That's uh, accurate. He's ready for this. Mm-hmm. And uh, that I think it will make Bill and Melinda very happy to have him in this role. Maybe I should try to get in touch with Bill and Melinda first. That could work too. Yeah, maybe yeah. like before I go into the interview, I should because uh, I'm pretty sure that would sway the argument. Yeah, if you could walk in there with the next big check in your hand, <laughs> that would definitely do it. <laughs> oh, look, this next giant cardboard check is writing on whether or not you hire me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a weird position, though. I, I would still be at my school. Oh. I would... That is a bit weird. I would teach instead of... How many classes do I teach? I teach six. Instead of six classes, I would teach three. And then the rest of my time would be doing new duties. Okay, well that's much weirder than I would have imagined because you're... going to pay me more. They're... Okay, well that's nice. I assume that, kind of. But... Less kids, more pay. I didn't think you would still be where yeah. you were. Isn't that strange? Kind of doing the same thing a little bit. It's really and then weird. also doing something different. I don't know. That honestly sounds like you're moving up in a big company. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, you well, still it have is to a do... big company. Kind it's of the size system. of the county. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. So from, from that... Uh, from that perspective, you you definitely got a point. But yeah, I mean, like, oh yeah, we're gonna give you a promotion. You still have to do all that stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that puts me in mind of uh, yeah, my partner who uh, last she was on the show was talking about on a, on episode fifty. She gave us a really good update. Yeah. So there's more. 
No good news. What? The position she was all but assured uh, was hers. It's, Wait, with the with the other company? No, or with, with, the, her, with her current company, the one she really wanted. They basically told her it, op- it opened. It opened. That actually happened, and they told her that this position. You you definitely deserve this position if we're not doing away with it. We might be uh, doing away with it. Uh, so, and they and now it's all and now it's done away with. No, it's up in the air. It's now it's like you with know, which it's done away. <laughs> now it's about uh, you know we got to see if this this grant or whatever is renewed or whatever, uh, and then like well, <sighs> grant money, yeah. She she took that pretty hard because uh, I mean everyone in her agency agrees that she's the right person and has put in all the time and work for this level of position and this is the right opening. But you know the company could probably just save some money by making that position go away. Oh, and they offered her this a lot. Like in the interim, you can uh, you can like effectively do this job since the. Her old boss is leaving. And we'll give you a 3% raise. And I said, uh, how much does your how much does your boss make compared to you? And did the math. And so basically, what her boss makes 50% more money than she does. They're offering her a 3% raise. <laughs> That's a 47% discount for the company to, so, to do this job in the, if, in the interim. If we're going to eliminate a position. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, she's, I don't know, it, it f***ing sucks, but it sounds like, you remember what Mr. Pieces said many episodes back, that companies are only as loyal to you as they can, as it's convenient for them to be? Well, we kind of goaded him into that, I think, with some of the other things we've said. Um, and, well, who knows, who knows what shows he's listening to, but some of the other shows we listen to are also, uh, have also been on that, uh, on that track. But it is true, um, you're... Job security does does not mean what you think it means sometimes. Or it does not exist when you think it exists sometimes. We're not in Ontario. I don't know what that means. Okay. We've actually gotten through a fair bit of the notes, you realize. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, 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 uh, we're at... Uh, we're at uh, uh, you're going to tell us about an intelligent uh, cruise control. 50 minutes? Do you still want to talk about that? Yeah. That is the segue, I guess. So how are you uh, enjoying your symmetrical all-wheel driving? So uh, the the symmetrical all-wheel driving is lovely. Um, I got to experience firsthand, finally, uh, the adaptive cruise control in my new vehicle. A month ago, I would have panned this out of hand. It's not necessary. It's a frivolous feature. I don't want this. But, of course, when buying a car, you know, that's how they get you. Mm-hmm. That was the one on the lot, and I just wanted to be done with it. So, um, I actually didn't have to pay anything extra for this particular feature. Um, but it's, it, it's got these crazy cameras up by the rearview mirror that are looking ahead of you. So, when you set the cruise control, of course, it works like normal cruise control. If you tell it to go 75, it'll go 75. But it will also follow the car in front of you if it can see car in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I thought I would hate this. Turns out, it's fantastic. <laughs> turns out. Turns out. Totally turns out on that. Um, 
Yeah. It got better gas mileage than I have yet on this car, which could be the engine breaking in still. Not sure. True. How is the mileage? Uh, on this on this interstate trip to Lakeland and back, it was 31 hmm. mpg. On an all-wheel drive car, I think that's pretty darn good. That's reasonable. Yeah. Anyway, yes, it will uh, retain a reasonable following distance from the car. Which in front you can of you. set, you said, in the well, settings. Yes, there's As two cars, four cars, or six cars. Yeah, you can adjust it a bit. You can have it be closer or farther. But mm-hmm. basically, the idea is it's watching the car in front of you, and it will retain the following distance. Hmm. And again, I thought I would hate this. Yeah, and I, it was super cool. I. I my, I thought it would drive me crazy, and it didn't. It, like, it wasn't even a thing. My concern about this is that... You have concerns. I have concerns. How infantilized do we want to become by the technology in our cars? Like, how, how, how removed from the experience of driving are you prepared to get? Okay, well, now, I have enjoyed driving in the past. <laughs> I sometimes enjoy driving in the present. Okay. I know you enjoy driving... I love driving. Almost all the time. Love driving. I'm going to say almost all the time. You almost. really you really like driving in like... Nobody likes lots. being stuck in traffic, no, but no. apart from that. And take that okay. as red, but apart from that. So, you know, you know, you, you have the Lando game, which we talked about in episode 50. I saw a uh, four-point uh, Lando out of Camry today. Nice, nice. I had a six-point lunch the other day uh, nice. that I texted you about, yeah. That's... So, you know, and I also happen to know... Uh, Matt likes to try and dodge the reflectors as he's changing lanes. Sure, you don't want to hit those. No, you can't hit those. They make an awful noise. Plus, they damage the reflector. Yeah, they damage the reflector. You know, I consider it my civic duty. (laughs) Oh, God, cut that out. (laughs) Those poor reflectors. Mm. Anyway. Um, yeah, what our moms do to those reflectors? It's oh, just it's terrible! It's a travesty. Yeah, they just murder those reflectors. Oh, man. Think, think of the reflectors, oh, mothers out there. Pretend they're little turtles. Yes, they're tiny baby sea turtles. Don't run them over. What has happened? Oh, that's, no. that's the rollout, I think. Oh, jeez. Just the sound effect. <laughs> okay. Back on the show. Hmm. You like driving. I love you're, driving. You're worried about being infantilized. Yes. I'm not saying that... I, I don't think it's coming anytime soon, but... I don't think we're near the driving singularity or anything. I don't think that... Uh, nice. Very nice. That, uh, <laughs> that adaptive cruise control is the technology that's going to make everyone useless behind the wheel. Let's face it. You know what? What percentage of the population is already useless behind the wheel? Seventy-five. Uh, what are we talking? Uh, we're talking about in Florida. Well, or, yeah. or no, Florida nationwide. Florida. We can only Florida. Really Florida. It's different state to state. You're absolutely right. I'm glad you pointed that out. Seventy-five uh, is too high. Seventy-five is too high. I'll I'll go as high as forty-five. I think forty-five. I don't think it's half. Okay. Well, I I think there's probably there's a, a lot of those like you know. 45 percenters, you know, the guys who are right in the middle. Guys and girls who just, they're, they're right in the middle. They're not, they're not in the worthless category. Well, wow. but, but they are rubbish. And it if they was, look at their phones, then oh, they go well, straight into worthless. Forget about it. And it was just yesterday, before uh, the toy drive party we should, we of, of a good friend of ours, <laughs> some good friends of ours, 
toy drive thing that yeah. they do every year, which is fantastic. That was fun. I went to the local store, the kind of the ghetto toy store. I'll, <laughs> I'll say that. I'm not going to go any farther. It was insane. There were people parked in the fire lanes all over the place. There were people trying to get stuff out of the ATM. What? Like, just, it was completely chock-a-block in front of the store. Like, you could not get through. Because you of the people. crazy one up here in Florida, did you? No, it's on, it was on Bush. Oh, that one. Yeah. So near the oh, terrace. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible It was there. nuts. There's a grocery store plus the, yeah. the, the general store there. Yeah, the new oh, old public. Oh, man. Absolutely crazy. People just, oh, right in the crosswalk in the fire lane right there. They just shut the car off and get out. <laughs> I, and I, <laughs> we're trying to live in a society. We what the are trying that? to live in a society. Oh, it was terrible. Oh man, this is this is our worst episode ever. Oh, this show will never air. Yeah. So talking about basilisks. No wait. Let me try a different segue. Okay. I, so okay. My, my my point is that it's not. It's, I like the cruise control, Matt. Yes. I don't, and I'm not I, mad at you for that. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, I mean, technology, as as Lady Sportsball said earlier, well, first she said technology stinks, and then she said technology is amazing. Yeah. She said both in the same call. But, but we all feel that, don't we? That sometimes it sucks, and sometimes it's amazing. Yes. Um, and I would be, uh, I mean, frankly, my... my my big purple box, as you called it on the last episode. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have cruise control at all. What? I know. I keep meaning to install it. I installed cruise control on my partner's car because she has a, you know, a, kind of an Econo box. Right. Um, and it, it didn't have it, but I bought a... Uh, it's all factory. You know, it, it was already in the computer. You just had to, like, hack some stuff and you had to install the stock on this. You know, so I did, oh. I did that for her. I didn't know that ever happened that way. That's interesting. Because the computer already knows how to cruise control. You just have to turn that feature on. It, knows the, it knows the speed. Huh. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, so I, you just, no longer have to do the weird thing with the pump. The, uh, oh, the extra, no. I know what you're talking about. pump with the no, beads. I know what you're talking about. The, ben, the Benoit uh, you know, accelerator beads oh, God. that they grab onto. No? no? That doesn't happen anymore? Okay. No. All right, good. So cars have come a long way. Yeah. Well, well, because there's drive-by-by throttles. So now it's all it's all in the the provenance of the ECU. Like as long as you know, because every car has a drive by wire throttle now. Drive by wire braking, as we were discussing earlier, is a relatively new phenomenon, uh-huh. and, and uh, which about which I I have I've mixed feelings because just like the cruise control. Well, no, I I think I I'm, I'm not I'm not concerned about adaptive cruise control being the technology. That makes everyone a terrible driver. Because frankly, when I watch people's behavior on the interstate, because 45% of the people in this, in this state, roughly, to use your number, can't, uh, you can't know, merge. Well, can't merge, change lanes appropriately, plan ahead, or, uh, Stop. or consider other people's needs on the roadway. <laughs> you know, all, all of these things that makes you a good driver. Which basically boils down to just pay attention, have a lay of the land, you know, in your mind. And understand what's going on. Okay. And most people just don't. And you're worried that these things... Will make people less aware. Less aware. Right. Less likely to pay attention. And okay. Now, for the, for, these, for the 45% that, that, you know, are already a menace on the interstate, adaptive cruise control can only help. Because they can't hold their 
fucking speed. They can't keep any consistent uh, kind of progress. They're the ones who go tearing by you, and then they get distracted by their fucking phones, and then they're going 45 miles an hour a minute later, and you go by them, and, or then, and they're still in the fast lane, by the way, when yeah. they've slowed way the fuck down. Yeah, I mean, so for them, for those people, adaptive cruise control is probably a net positive, but... I worry about that. You know, I worry about the new drivers. I, you know, they need to uh, learn how to not be worthless. And I'm not sure adaptive cruise control helps. I'm not sure it hurts. I don't have a strong position on this. I'm not okay. an anti-technologist. Yeah, I know. I don't. I, I know you you're know, not. you're not a luddite about these. things. I'm not a luddite. I, um, I want technology in cars. I understand that modern cars are better than cars have ever been in the history of cars. Because I'm not, I mean, you'd have to be, you'd have to be an idiot to claim that, oh, they don't build them like they used to. Cars in the <laughs> 60s were so much better. No, they were worse by every metric. <laughs> Your muscle cars of the 60s are slower than Accords now. They're slower than Camrys. And they're so dangerous. And they use so much fuel. Yes. And, and, they have, and they're enormous, but have no space inside. So, like, I mean, cars are better than they've ever been by any measurable thing. But... I still want people to, um, I don't know. I just want people to take pride in their driving. And I, I, and I think if we hand over too much of that to technology, then people won't be paying attention. They won't be being careful. And every, literally every time I'm on a motorcycle, I think I'm going to be killed by somebody with a cell phone in their hand. Yeah, well, that is a very real possibility. I, I've been on a bike on Florida roads, and that's a very real possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, it's scary. It's super scary. Now... Yeah. To uh, take this to a, a John Syracuse infinite timescale type argument. Go ahead. Uh, are you for or against the robot cars then? Like, yeah. If, if we could, no, if we could just, a... if we could just have the robots, the robot cars, the completely automated cars, would you be for that or against that? Do you want the robot cars at the same time as letting you drive? What do I want? Your robot own cars car? only on certain. No, I mean like robot cars for the forty-five percent for the old people. I mean, that's, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think so. I think that that's, that kind of solves the problem that I'm sort of talking about. So the problem is that technology makes you complacent and unaware in some cases. And then when you do need to be aware, you're not up to the challenge and there's an accident. So if there was a robot that was, that if your awareness had nothing to do with it and the robot was going to handle this all the way, 100% of it, then I think that makes more sense. Okay, all right. For the people who uh, are unwilling or unable to meet the challenge of motoring, uh, I think that robots should take those jobs because they're going to do it. A, they're going to do a much better job, don't you think? Well, there's already, I think, some data and good arguments to say that they will. And, and the car, they and they do. can follow each other at like a six inch distance and they'll never make mistakes, you know? Yeah. There's also that, um, you know, you were trying to do that in your, in your New Yorker, uh, <laughs> you know, and I think the robot could have driven that New Yorker possibly better than you did. I really don't think so. <laughs> I think I had that, I had that. Optimized. You had it wired. I had okay, that all right. wired. All right. Let's, uh, hmm. Should we press on? Mm-hmm. Because we have a, to the basilisk. Is this our topic? This is not our topic. That's all we had for a topic, Dad. Okay. Which which was artificial intelligence. Which we're already talking about. So we're already talking about. Yeah. You know, I asked them about the robot cars. Well, okay, okay. Well, let's get... All right, so let's, let's get this out of the way. A robot... Like, you can, you can program a robot car 
to drive safely and, and better than a 45 percenter human, that doesn't make it artificially intelligent. I mean, that doesn't make it... Oh, that's true. Well, it depends what you mean. That's what I... I guess what I'm asking is, what do you mean by artificial intelligence? Like, the coffee grinder I have, which, you know, you can buy with a link in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stuff we like. Stuff we like. Um, which somebody did! Anyway. Really? Yeah, I told that's how we made the four dollars on uh, Amazon. We made four dollars. Yeah. Four dollars. We made four dollars. I did not know that because we sold a coffee grinder in an AeroPress. That's awesome. With our link. Somebody, thank you. Somebody thank you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Also, uh, while you're at it, <laughs> rate us on iTunes. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I forgot. We're supposed to. Yeah, that's not smooth at all. But we we could use an iTunes. Um, that was a little rough. I apologize. Hmm. But yeah, uh, we have zero iTunes ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know. Um, I, I, I'm I'm not really an iTunes user, and maybe some of you out there are not, uh, are downloading us directly or whatever. But if you have the time and you have the technology, just get on iTunes, give us a rating, say a, say a few words. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, the coffee the coffee grinder. My point was: is it intelligent? Well, artificially. I, I set a dial. To how much co- how many cups of coffee I want to brew, I push a button, and it starts and stops itself automatically, like it grinds the right amount of coffee for the where I've set the dial. That's pretty cool. So that's a kind of intelligence, right? Okay. Like it it knows one thing, except of course that's nowhere near consciousness. So you have to you have to be specific. So some when when some people say artificial intelligence, they mean consciousness. How long will it be until we have computers that are aware of themselves and that, that think for themselves in the way a human being does or doesn't, depending on your philosophy of mind, your favorite philosophy of mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're not going to, no. So, you know, I, 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 I think that that's a valid, de- maybe not a valid definition. It's a, that is a definition. Uh, I didn't make a definition. I, I'm just saying that. We need to be clear about what we're talking about. So a robot car is a pretty smart bit of kit, right? Very. But it's not AI. Not really. No, not quite. But it is getting towards what we're talking about, you know? Um, any any significantly advanced piece of technology is indistinguishable from magic. A favorite quote of mine as well, but... Um, so is it is it just magical technology, or is it... Stuff well, approaching consciousness. I don't. I don't. I don't want to get into the consciousness thing. Oh boy! Because that's so hard to define. Um, I've said, uh, I think to you, um, but uh, I, I, I am recently impressed that microprocessors. Circuitry transistors, you know the the tiny transistors that go into computer chips and whatever. Uh, we've now reached the complexity of the human brain uh, on like no. a computer chip, just no. for the number of connections. Yes, no. for the number of connections. No, yes, no, I have yes. to disagree. No. no, you don't agree with that. Nowhere close. Nowhere close. Nowhere close. I I I think I know what you're referring to. Are you talking about this uh, integrated neural network uh, no, I'm not processing ta- I, I thing? No, I'm not talking about neural networking. I'm talking about number of basically there's, pathways. There's hundreds of trillions of connections in your brain. And that I don't think... 
I really don't think we're we're uh, we're coming anywhere close to that. I think we are twenty nanometers, dude. But I mean, you're talking about the size scale at which they're now building, uh, you know, microprocessor architecture. Which I know you're the twenty nanometer thing is a big deal. Yeah, it's for, very tiny. Yeah, <laughs> a small deal is what I meant. <laughs> yes, um, but uh, no, I, I knew that threshold was considered like like people said that the you know that the the five hundred nanometer. Was it like a barrier that we were going to run up against? And now we sound barrier. Oh, you know, yeah, whatever. It was one of those things that's been blown right by and is an amazing achievement. But I don't think that has anything to do. I don't think we're getting the hundreds of trillions of connections. And and besides which, I think we are. I think we are. Besides which, I don't think it makes sense. I'm I'm not sure that it makes sense. I'm going to have to back the envelope, this. Okay, I for our next our next show. I don't think it makes sense to talk about connections in computer in computing the same way it does to talk about it in in the way the brain it works. Doesn't really. I, I That's know that why I computer, was hedging away from the consciousness bit. Yeah. So the computer metaphor for for brain function is very useful, but it's not literally accurate. No. However, I think there's something too. I just having the combinatorial potential there. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? Are That's we talking about teraflops? Are we talking about what are we? What are we talking about? Are we talking about processing speed? No. What are you talking about exactly? I am I'm not talking. Sure. I am talking about physical connection complexity. The number of different states something can achieve. Yeah. With unlimited time. Uh, so, irregardless. Yeah, I mean, I guess your brain can't achieve all its different states. <laughs> oh, my God. In a give- oh, God, we are so far off the rails. I said irregardless. Cut all this Did you out. really? Yeah. I totally missed it. I hate myself. <laughs> I once dropped a class in college because the professor oh said irregardless and supposedly Dude, in the first time. I just your dog as well. Oh, man. She's very squishy. What have we done to the show, Matt? You want to just bail on this one? I don't know. Maybe we should gather our because like neither of us is prepared for this argument that we're apparently no, having we're, about about connections. Not. This is the worst argument ever about physical connections. Worst argument. Right, ever. Let's let's go ahead and table this. Okay, that's and fine. say that um, we'll both do a little our, do our research and we'll record again after the new year. All right. Uh, about artificial intelligence. Not about artificial intelligence. Who gives a I, Here's the thing. All right. So the reason we this is a. It's not that who get, I mean, I guess I care. But, well, here, here, what is this question you wrote? Hmm? Are you a Kurtz... What, what did you write? <laughs> so, my thing in the notes the is, are you a Kurzweil exponential optimist? Or are you a chicken, like Elon Musk or Stephen Hawking? You just called Stephen Hawking a chicken. I totally called Stephen Hawking out just then. That's right. You all heard it. Uh, hopefully Stephen Hawking won't hear that. Oh, jeez. Uh... Because I don't, I don't want to go that far with it. You know, Dr. Hawking, I love you. But no, uh, Ray Kurzweil is uh, kind of a, a weird um, futurist author guy who hopes to one day live long enough to pour his his conscious mind into a computer or somehow live forever. Well, I think uh, there's a lot of people hoping for that. Okay, all right. So he's he's not alone in that. So, no, he's not. And he and he's a uh, he if called, we could just upload our minds to the the. The cloud. Yes, exactly. It's a cloud service. Yeah. He, he calls it the singularity. 
Uh, now, see, I'm not right, cl- super clear on this on this singularity thing. Well, people, it's being used in different ways. But that's a people. That's a that's a wonderfully powerful word that people will use in all sorts of ways. Anyway, okay. Ray Kurzweil wants to pour his mind into a computer. That's what he calls the singularity. Human consciousness. That's what I I'm... human consciousness outside of a human body. Ooh, haha! Uh-huh. That's very sexy. Idea. I boiled it down to a definition, listeners. It's a very sexy idea, and I'm on board for that. I mean, I I want. You want that? Yeah, I want. Uh, I want. I want that. I want to put my brain in a in a fucking sleek uh, eye body. Yeah, and sure. uh, you know, get a new one every time it's available. Because it's getting it's getting dim in here. I don't know about you. Well, I'm not worried about my. Yeah, no, I'm more worried about the degradation of my uh, the rest of my body. <laughs> That's the thing. Here's the thing, Jody. We talk about <laughs> our brains as though they're not part of our body. But our brains are our body. It's the meat in your head. And that's where your mind is. Don't act like it's somewhere else. That's where your mind is. Your mind is what your brain is doing. And your brain is just part of your meat... Your your meat sack. (laughs) That's what all of modern neuroscience is saying. And it's an uncomfortable conclusion that a lot of people aren't ready to deal with. And there are a lot of really, like, vitriolic uh, internet arguments about this. Including on some of the blogs I frequent. Where there are passionate dualists who are just sure that the mind can't be what the brain is doing. The mind has to have some, uh, you know, extra corporeal component to it. The the mind has to be like, like our brain must be a receiver of some kind and the mind has to become some kind of energy because, I mean, all right, that sounds stupid. Not to me. (laughs) Not to the dualists. But, um, but, but think about it. Like, if you just asked a person on the street, uh, do you think your mind is beamed out of some extra dimension into your brain? Or do you think it's in your brain? They would probably say, no, I think it's probably just my brain, right? But that's because they haven't thought about it in the context of their other assumptions. Now then ask them, do they think there's an afterlife? Do they think their mind will survive their body's death? And you'll, you'll get, you know, at least in America, you'll get 55, 60% of them saying, yeah, my mind will survive my body's death. Well, that means they're dualists. Or we could freeze it. Well, that doesn't do you <laughs> good. Uh, but you, uh, you get my point. People aren't really... The, the internet dualists, as ridiculous and twisted as their logic has to become... It's a bit tortured. That's true. Yeah. To my way of thinking. You know, and I, I, like not everyone agrees with me. And there are smart people who disagree. I think they're wrong. But it's a natural consequence of this inborn tendency we have to view ourselves as special and that's why when you read these people on the internet trying to trying very earnestly to make these dualist arguments and they, they sound ridiculous to me but also understandable because what they're trying to do is is say that no i'm not i can't i can't just be a sack of meat and I can't. I can't be completely explained by biology. I'm more complex than that, aren't you? Don't you feel like you're more complex than that? It's more complex than that. I feel like I'm more complex than that, even though. I mean, you know, it, you even have these. Right now, you're saying you're not. Oh well, I'm saying that the complexity we're talking about is an emergent property of completely explainable, uh, you know, biology, chemistry, physics. It's all physics, really. 
chemistry is applied physics and biology yeah, is applied yeah, chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get what I'm saying? And that's why I think it's cool that they, that we can jam so many transistors on a chip. <laughs> you're, you're supporting me a bit right now. I want to I call that out. Well, what I haven't agreed to is whether you're right about the, the scale of, uh, okay. of connectivity. But that, we'll, we'll have that to, requires more research. We'll have to address that on the dueling, next episode. Dueling research. Dueling research, but not uh, dualism. Hint, Matt is better at that sort of thing than I am. I I do do have a knack. You know, you ought to be pretty good at it by this time. (laughs) I I don't have to research anything anymore, Matt. What, for the show? Oh, for the show. Oh. I mean, for the show. We're still on the show. Oh, this show? This show. This show will never air. And neither of us us did any research for it anyway. That's true. My research Clearly, me no drinking one, several beers. No one has done any research at all for this show. <laughs> can we? Mm-hmm. Can we do so live with the cat and 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 call the show to an end? <sighs> do we need to talk about a basilisk for a bit? No, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> I thought it would be more fun because it was so silly, but no, no, it's just dumb. It's so stupid. Well, it's exactly like the. Uh, it's exactly like the thing where you're having a conversation. I do this at least once a year with students where uh, somebody's like, well, yeah, but eventually time travel, right? And I'm like, well, maybe. No one could say it's impossible. <laughs> but the best argument against it is where are all the time travelers? <laughs> yeah, they're not here. I, don't, I haven't heard from them. And then somebody will say, like, well, but if you were a time traveler, you'd keep that on the DL, right? And I'm like, well, that's actually an okay argument. But, you know, like, the doctor doesn't just land and go around waving his arms and saying, I'm from the future. Uh, some episodes he does. Sometimes. Yeah. Now we're talking about... Oh, Doctor gosh. Who? Yes. What has okay. happened? What stop has the, happened? Stop the... Push stop the, the, push the, the, push the button. Do you want 